Here we go. Special episode here, ladies and gentlemen. Finally got some time from his very, very busy schedule on Wall Street for him to come and talk to us. Today we got Brady Robinson in the studio here. Digitally, of course, Brady is, I don't know what, you've been back and forth between Paris, Zurich. I know you're in Maryland now. But yeah, uh, Paris, yeah. Zurich, yeah, Taiwan. The- I was like, <laughs> I'm literally living in a bubble in Maryland my whole life, except for a little stint in Florida for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, and we talked about that on the last episode. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not listened to Farm Life with Seth Singer, um, Brady does make an appearance on that episode around the one hour mark. So, um, you know, if There's you want to know, play. yeah, if you want to know more about Brady's backstory and just, you know, what what kind of a criminal we're talking about? I was name dropping heavy. <laughs> you weren't name dropping at all. Nobody nobody knows. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I wanted to bring you back on, man, because um, I think I think we have a lot more to talk about. You're one of those very few people who isn't deterred by the general opinion, and I think that's you know something. I, I guess I read something a while ago. Is uh, tell me where the Tell me where the the mass masses are going, so I can go the other way. Yeah, and I, and I think that's. Um, I was like, that shit resonated with me a while ago. Yeah, and I think that you've really lived up to that in a lot of ways in your life, and um, there is a certain bravery to walking that walk and talking that talk, and um, that's why I wanted to bring you on, man, because I think you got a lot to say that um, a lot of these uh, normies haven't heard before. So. Um, I, I I don't know I don't I don't know where I want to begin because there's so many places we could start right, but I just do, I I do want to talk about like the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020 for you, and where you are now towards the end of 2020. Um, uh, how do I start? The end of 2019. I mean, shit. That's there's a lot of personal stuff that goes on there. I'm trying to think of like uh. Not going into the, the personal, mm-hmm. the personal work because that was intense. Yeah, that was when I broke intense. Up, I broke up my girl at that time. Yeah, and, and you were you were going. It. Yeah, you were going through it, bro. You were going through it, and and uh, you came out on the other end. You know, um, learning yeah, a yeah, lot. You of got, yeah, you got. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, if anybody, if you go, if you break up with a girl, I had it done to me like the worst possible, and I still made it out alive. You did, man. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, like, because because you know, you see so many people. I think These that's days. what we'll start, or that's a yeah. that's a good place to start. Is that uh, I think the way, a, a big thing that got me through that was uh was uh I have a very strong not very strong but like I have the, like a Western Eastern like philosophy uh kind of founded by Buddhism in a way I guess like I believe a lot of uh, uh Buddhist values and that that something that I think everybody anybody listening is you should just like look up as a Westerner because um you can. Combine a lot of how they say it with your own experience, so you can have this like new way of uh, philosophy. And like in the, in the main principles being like I'm just I'm not going to go too deep into this. Just the two quick ones that resonated with me that really gets you through life, no matter what. And this is some of the things I I think I found my entire life on are um, craving is the root of all suffering, and uh, all relationships are in a state of impermanence. Now I don't want to go too deep into that, but if you do like those are two I think good core beliefs that I, I hold to myself that uh that uh I think get me through. But anyways that that's how I got through so I started off twenty twenty with like really depressive vibe. I just broke up with my girl or my my relationship was ending I was about to break up with my girl. And uh 
and then I went through like a really bad phase of depression. Obviously, I mean, anybody who goes through a breakup, um, I read a lot about that. It's actually like evolutionary. Like it's, it's like it's rigged. Like your brain is is rigged is rigged to feel all these things, uh, and it's natural. Like you literally chemically mm-hmm. feel tons of problems. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, but before before we go any yeah. further than that, one one of the things that immediately struck me when that start, stuff started happening to you was a lot of times guys will go into this world of, oh, like, you know, the world did this to me. I should be mad at the world. And you had your phase of that, but then you very quickly went into what can I do to improve myself to make sure this shit never fucking happens again. And I think that is sort of the the psychology of somebody that can survive through these kinds of, you know, unfortunate things. That you were kind of always looking at it as, okay, where are the holes in my ship that I need to plug to make sure something like this never gets through? And I don't want to tease the, the audience too much as to what happened, but, you know, because I want, I want you, you to keep your personal stuff personal. But, you know, when you let people into your life, right, like it's very easy to, to misjudge things um, and, and let bad things happen, um, you know. It's, when, it's also, yeah. I think ha- this happened as well during Corona, just started, so, like, that was really when it happened, and, uh, it, like... I feel like uh, leading up to that, I also had tons of... I had a really bad time trading. Uh, I'd say I've had lots of boom-bust cycles in trading. Right? Yeah. And, and you, are, uh, you are a day trader, so just so people know what you mean by trading. That's what I'm really... I have a yeah. finance degree from Maryland, and I, I really focus on futures markets and stuff like that. But I had a crazy... A lot of boom-bust cycles, a lot of growing pains before my breakup, and depre- a depressive time, honestly. Of just bad times overall, which I'm not... I'm really not like that anymore, but... um. And I think, uh, what was I getting at? All that buildup, all that buildup of, like, depression and, like, frustration from trading and my relationship failing before Corona, and then when Corona hit, it's almost like everything mounted to so much. Almost a month or two months into Corona, I was like, I'm done with, like, the whole... I've never been, like, a mopey motherfucker. I was just done with the mopey vibe. And uh, I think because all that happened right before Corona, it helped me deal with this corona bullshit a lot better while mm-hmm. a lot of people are going through like being alone or they're struggling you, with like problems you like kind of had you kind of had an appetizer before a lot of people had the main dish you know like yeah exactly you were going yeah. through you were going through so much and then you know you were and, and the isolation that starts to happen as a result of you know going through the certain things that you were going through i think sort of mirrored what everyone in the world co- collectively had to go through yeah exactly yeah i basically felt i got really isolated the months prior to COVID. essentially yeah yeah and and i mean when you were in isolation i mean what what were some of the things that you were starting to notice about yourself that you were like this has got to change well this this is gonna stem into something we're gonna talk about later is diet but Mm. like definitely when i i got this stomach condition called cyber which set it off everything like december a year ago no Mm. no no was it two decembers ago now Two Decembers ago, yeah, two so years I got ago. a stomach condition, and that is when I learned that like your gut is your second brain, and literally it turned me into a nastier person. I was definitely just a nastier, meaner, mm-hmm. more aggressive mm-hmm. uh, person. Just overall. let's talk about that. Let's talk. Let's talk about you throwing people out of cars and no, I don't. Yeah. I didn't do any of that. I just had some bad problems. With, it really stemmed a lot from the the terrible stomach condition, uh, and. The trading at the same time really uh, caused a lot of issues, but um, do you want to talk about some of the, the some of the bigger like losses of trading that was happening simultaneously 
during this time. I think this is Wait, important. Man, right? I lost is, thousands. Is... All, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. My life had a, I had a pretty good time all the way up until I'd say like it hit the, when you become an adult and you like get out of college, everything just is so different. That's just at least the point that I was at in life. And I got a job and stuff at Morgan Stanley, and then I lost it because I got this stomach condition that literally took all of my energy called SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And it, uh, it, that was also what kind of started t- problems in my relationships, in my, in my relationship and relationships in general, because I had no energy to do anything. I was becoming meaner in general, because my, when your gut is, is not happy, you're not happy. Like, so all of this just like, I think I turned, I turned into a, a worse version of myself for sure. And then like last year, and then like, I think I just had to get out of all that bullshit up until Corona, and I think when Corona hit, rather than a lot of people are entering this exact d- dilemma that I kind of entered, mm-hmm. um, I like I'm, I feel like I've like risen out of it. I feel like I've become like mentally like um, more wise and just like calm. I think calm is the biggest thing. Is just like I mean, don't get me wrong though. I have I mean, just for example, even before this, I, I was very frustrated this morning on some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I still be getting frustrated as hell, but I don't become like depressive and like I think I think the biggest thing that people uh, have a problem with is that. Oh shit, Brady! You just broke up a little bit there, pal. Ladies and gentlemen. Man, I hit, you, I hit my mic out. I hit my mic out. Um, the voice okay, in your head bro. that like you're constantly the, usually most of the pain you're feeling is just yourself. It's just yourself telling yourself like some. You're usually your surroundings are not actively changing. Like usually, mm-hmm. if you just sat there and you, if you just completely change your perspective, you could all you could stop feeling mm-hmm. frustrated or usually again craving. You usually want something. You want mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. usually what it comes down to. If you just stop craving in that moment, your surroundings aren't affecting you. So once I realized that, and I, I, I learned how to calm down and just like and just go with the flow. I think these are like the basis of like a lot of the. And I had a lot of these foundations before when I was younger, too. I think it just took me to go through, like, a really, really bad time to, to like, strengthen them and understand mm. things better. How, uh, how, how, how in-depth do you want to get with certain things that happen? Um, uh, I mean, let me... It's I mean, up to like, you. All right, bro. Like, <sighs> trading is the worst thing in my life, like, from an outsider's perspective. So let's start at the beginning of trading, right? Let's start, like... like when, I mean, let's just yeah. say the very beginning. The, I'll just go through a brief history. At the very beginning, man, this is this is the, before going to this. This is the this is what happens when you trade. All right, man, don't also trade. Explain day trading to the people. Listening. Don't trade, man. I'm pretty knowledgeable, and I fucked myself so many times. I can't tell you, but like, yeah, explain what futures trading <laughs> is. Just so in I, a didn't small start, I didn't start. I okay. didn't. All right, I'll get there. But I didn't. I started with Bitcoin in yeah. 2017. I just graduated, and I had my graduation money, and mm-hmm. I ended up getting like. 8k into like uh 18k that was like my first boom cycle okay. uh eventually i liquidated literally in one in one go i liquidated half of it liquidated um, to mean you lost half of the so 18K like i out. i mean all i this is the first time i ever figured out what leverage was and um okay. i put my money on this website bitmex and uh I, I used high leverage and i didn't know what i was doing i used like 25x leverage mm. and i put on i had like all i had like two bitcoin in there whatever the fuck it was like one bitcoin and I shorted it, and it went up like 4% and liquidated me and then dropped literally 30% the next day. And I literally lost 9K, and I, and I would have been I would have made like 30 something. It was something sickening. And I was just like, yep, that welcome to the market. That was the beginning. 
Now, after- at the beginning, when you made that first loss, what what kept you going? Like, if I would have just telling you how I feel, if I would have lost that kind of money, I would have been like, I'm never doing that again. What would make you Whoa. continue to go? I felt like I. Well, when I was in school, I liked the. Only, I didn't really like school. I mean, I did good. I did fine in it, but like, um, I liked futures and options. When they're talking about futures and options, I was like, oh yeah, that's what I want to do. And I wanted to do like what they did on Wall Street, but I didn't want to move, mm-hmm. like to Wall Street. You wanted to stay in Maryland. You want to yeah, stay. Yeah, yeah, and then. Yeah, yeah. I just this was just like Pandora's box to me. Like I didn't really know, but there was so much. You know, and also at the beginning of your trading career, you have a lot of fake beliefs that aren't true. Like that it's, you know, like that this is going to be easy and it's something that you can just figure out. And like it's just you don't realize what you're getting yourself into. All right. And then as as it got deeper, I started to like invest so much time into it. Where now it's like I've dug myself so far that I don't even know. I can't. I can't. I really feel like I can't go back. And I don't have any mental. Other than mm-hmm. everybody else around me telling me to go back, my, my <laughs> me- like my mental self mm-hmm. has no. I'm just gonna keep digging to the other side. Like there's so so and and for and I'm not. This is not me like trying to like say something slight. I'm just yeah, yeah. for the listeners. How does this differ from like say me going to the casino and being like I'm putting it on black. I swear to God, this time it's gonna work. Okay, so that's what I used to do for a while. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's pretty much all of my losses for like the first two years of that. It's like different. Well, di- also di- different variations of trying these technical analysis strategies, which are a marketing gimmick. It really comes down to at the end of the day, a lot of it just like gut feeling. I didn't have a system or anything. I just like I mean, straight up, it is. I mean, you're kind of gambling at that point. I mean, like, by a so, system. Wait, but, but remember, the people listening don't know a lot of these terms. By so a system, system gives you an, uh, a more specific set of rules in an unlimited environment. There's unlimited potential in the in the market. It could go. It could do anything at any moment. It could. There could be a piece of news in a minute that launches it a hundred or down a hundred. And you have to understand that happened. That can happen on any second you enter a trade. So, like, when you're kind of, like, when you don't have a system, it's a lot more, I mean, a lot of it is just gut feeling. It's just like, a, like I think this is going to happen, and then the market is designed to, like, completely destroy your psych if you do that. Because you'll be right and wrong almost all the time. You'll you'll be right, still wrong every time. It's designed to make you make the wrong decisions. So, like, when you don't have a system, you don't really, it's just too unlimited. You basically limit yourself more. So it took me a long time to get to, like, the point where I'm at now, and the problem with myself now is that I have a system and a set of rule, set of rules and stuff I'll do. But the thing is, is that I have to be a hundred out of a hundred, and I've been, especially lately. I mean, just looking back, I, I I'd be eighty-five out of a hundred, and then the fifteen is where the, where the randomness sits. Or also, you're just not performing well in general. It's it is a performance game. It is a. It's not just oh, I have a system. This is just gonna work. I still gotta perform and. Mm-hmm. This year has been about learning how to develop consistent performance a hundred times out of a hundred. I'm trying to learn it's 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 I'm just trying to learn the systems better, but I know like where I'm at, while I've fucked up so much my career. Mm-hmm. I Can know, you talk about a big loss? Yeah. Just give people an example. Like, cause <sighs> the worst cause, loss of my on, life. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you tell the story, I want to rev you up. There might be somebody here listening who's like if I had the if I had the money, I could just I could do it. I could pull money out of the market any time. Yeah. Tell this tell, tell this tell this story to that listener. 
I mean, bro, like, all right, so as I said, you could be right and still wrong. Let me tell you, and, uh, you know, this is a good story because it combines both of the things I just said. Also, mm. that a piece of news can come out, and one minute you're dead. Literally, so <laughs> let's just say, all right, I took out a 10K loan about a year into trading, mm-hmm. and I put it all on black, but, mm. and my black was up, so I put 100, I had a 10K, so I had a 10X leverage, I had 100K Bitcoin short, 100,000. 100, okay, so quickly. Real quick, leverage, explain. Just leverage is who- I get 10 times the amount of money that I have, but now if that position, the 100000 I have, goes down by 10000 I lose my entire account. doesn't matter if it happens for a second, it gets, which is usually how it happens. So that's how the market fucks you. It usually goes up for a second, way too far past the point of comfort where people's liquidations are. Basically, your liquidation is like how f- the distance for how far until you lose all that money that you put up because you're putting on leverage. If you don't have leverage, you could hold your position for as long as you want to whatever price you want up and down. It just amplifies your win and loss. That's all it and does. It also, and it also, yeah, it, all, it amplifies your potential to gain, but also amplifies your potential to risk. That's yeah. basically all leverage. So this is the thing. I didn't even lose on that trade. That's the worst part of this is you'll see later. All right, so what I did was I go up. It goes down like 5%. I'm up like 5K. And I fucking... EOS is a brand new contract on BitMEX, and I just start, I get ahead of myself, and I, I short it, and I go up a little bit, and I add to my winner, and I'm like, bet. So I have a fat bag of Bitcoin and a fat bag of EOS. EOS, then, AOS EOS is, is a altcoin, it's altcoin. Okay. Altcoin, okay. It's which a brand new another, contract is, on BitMEX. Which, yeah, which is another kind of cryptocurrency. cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. So okay. then EOS tweets out some random bullshit. And, like, we're doing some main net launch, blah, blah. And, like, it spikes the price, like, 20% in, like, a fucking... So I'm on BitMEX. It's a new contract on here, which means there's less liquidity. There's less orders on the books because it's new. Mm-hmm. So what happened on BitMEX was a liquidation spike. It basically scams the price up, like, really, really exaggerated mm-hmm. to, to blow out anybody like me. Mm-hmm. So other exchanges didn't do this. It didn't go up mm-hmm. as high. But mm-hmm. BitMEX really spiked up, mm-hmm. and it took it's and I had my account on cross. So instead of losing my money on a ten percent Bitcoin push, it literally sucked. EOS went up like twenty percent. By the way, this is the top for the history of time. It never went to that price again, and it tanked after this. Literally tanked exactly like I thought. So I lost. I literally burned my account like nine thousand of it in that instant moment. I lost so much so fast. How many? How many seconds did that happen? Like, man? like it was like I mean, a five minutes, like just really fast squeeze. Like it was a super spike, and um, it also caused Bitcoin to go up to my to break even. So what happened was I burned like I burned like eight thousand on EOS, and then I had like mm. two thousand left, and my Bitcoin mm. short was now on a hundred x leverage. So basically, <laughs> if my Bitcoin was wrong mm. by one or two percent. Mm-hmm. Then I would lose my last two thousand. So what happened was was after it does what a market does. It goes down. So we were we were ranging. I was sitting on the short for like ten days. Mm-hmm. It goes down five percent. I'm like bet. It goes mm-hmm. right back to my entry after that. Right back to our entry. I actually go underwater, so I'm down. I'm losing money by about yeah. twenty or thirty points. Right. And 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 I have only I only have a hundred points, and I lose all my money. So at twenty or thirty points, after I just <laughs> lost my US, I also close my Bitcoin. That also yeah. only went to that 20 or 30 point peak. I would have never been liquidated in hindsight. You would and have then, never been liquidated if, yes. if you had just left it the way it was and not yes. 
yeah. and not moved. And, and the and, and the point of this story for a lot of people that may have gotten lost in the uh, in the sauce there of, of the different terminology is that the market that Brady's working in is betting on you doing what Brady did, which is to think and in the last second move instead of holding your position and trusting your gut. And that's how it makes their, yes. and that's how they, that's how they take every single cent that you've ever had. So exactly. it, they it, know it, how to rile you up just to the perfect point, everybody yeah. to get the most volume going. Yes. So you entered that market in what year? Uh, so that was 2017. That happened in 2018. And, and now emotionally, emotionally, that was the beginning. That set it off of like that's the what end. Set it off. That was that's... what set. I mean, well, no, no, no. That is the same moment, which I'll never, I'll never know how I got Cybo, but I also happened to get Cybo right after that. So okay. I might have went through. I one of the reasons you could get Cybo is through extreme stress. Mm-hmm. So I might have been eating really poorly and going through that. Ex- that was the, probably the worst liquidation of my life. Mm-hmm. So the not the, not the, not the. I thought you. By the way, to... it did plummet thirty percent. The next day, I would have made thirty thousand dollars. By the way, over the next like three days, if you had just kept your position, if I had just kept them. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I thought you were going to tell the story about you in in Colombia, but I guess you don't want to tell that story. I mean, that's just uh, another one. I had a ton of money. Let's just say I just got a bunch of money, and yeah. then I had to go on a fucking vacation with my dad. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> Colombia, which I like, promised to go on. And I was trading off my phone and just being dumb as hell, and I lost like so much money on that vacation. It was sickening. Like, so I'll I, never trade on. By the way, if you're trading, never trade on your phone and never trade on vacation. Those are two of my biggest rules. I never trade on my phone ever. I used to all the time. So okay, so um, let's just talk about like after those kinds of losses. Like what 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 goes through your mind? Like you're like, all right, I at the beginning of this day I had ten thousand dollars and now I have. <laughs> zero dollars like i woke up this morning and i had ten thousand dollars now I'm yeah gonna go to bed um, that's where the money. mental strength of like i went through the same cycle of extreme pain on many occasions and that doesn't even matter like some of the times i've went through times where i have like two hundred dollars to my name and like i i needed it to mm-hmm. i've had times where i had two hundred dollars my name and i got up to five thousand don't get me wrong but i also had times where i but a lot of times where i literally can't lose this money and i was in like the worst and my deepest and my lowest points mm-hmm. like i mean I, i've done some terrible desperate things now like <laughs> I've, I've i mean these are just me admitting it i don't give a fuck yeah, yeah i'm definitely truth, but... like yeah. so much past all that i mean bro i'll never i would the, the things I, I mean it just got really bad after that for a period mm-hmm. yes um, yes so uh, now and, and we'll get and we'll get to the we'll get to the diet pretty soon but i do i do want like a lot of people to really understand you know the path that you took like there are so many times in your life, Brady, where people have told you you couldn't do something or you've been discouraged. And, uh, and you know, you, you may have not done well when you actually attempted to do it, but you continue to do it. You continue to push forward and actually try to do the thing that you want to do, not what anybody's telling you you should do because it's safe. I do want to know, like, where that came from. I think that's just something that's, like, instilled in me um, my entire life. I just... Uh always been very like i like with i just go i just do this is kind of an arrogant thing but i just do what i think what my intuition tells me i don't care what science says i don't care what my what other people say now i listen to other people and i take those things into context but at the end of the day i'm gonna i solely rely on my own intuition most of the time and like 
I just think like that also uh, leads into doing like I'm just gonna do what I want to do like and I don't like I've had a very hard time my entire life with authority and just authority like telling like being conformed following rules like that I don't think should be followed stuff like that I just had a hard time doing what I'm like what people tell me I have to do like I don't know but I think I what I do is just most of the time that's I I have my own morality that goes into that it's not Mm -hmm. I'm an arrogant fucking prick that does whatever he wants it's like it's like if I think it's just, I'm not, and, and it's and ra- rational enough, then I'm mm-hmm. gonna do what I want. And my main point of life is to pursue what I'm passionate about. I've always said that to myself, literally since I'm 16. I'm just gonna do what I, what I really like to do because, like, for the most part, life is just really boring, and you're just wasting time always. That's why when people say video games are a waste of time. Like, who cares? Everybody's wasting time all the time. We're literally always wasting time. So, might as well do something that like is easier to get through the time or you're not thinking about you're not you know you're ha- you're in a good state of mind whether it's happiness it doesn't even have to be happiness because like i've done things that there's a lot of frustration that goes into things you like but if you're doing something you feel you get that good pit good feeling in the pit of your stomach after you do stuff that you're passionate about whether you did good or bad just, and uh, i don't know it's a good way of just getting through life so i've always been focused on what am i passionate about that's what i'm going to grind at everything else is secondary i don't know i want freedom too that's the thing i really always been pursuing a life of freedom like i don't want to do 40 hour work a week at morgan stanley for the rest of my life like and i have to figure out a way out of that and i don't like wasting time i don't want to be 35 trying that i want to try now like as fast as i can now i gotta figure out Right. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really going in a weird. I'm gonna, I'm not really moving forward lately. I've, I've been very like standstill. So, well, I think you know that's a condition of the time we live in, right? Like everybody wants to be doing the things, doing something that they can't do right now. You know, it's only when things are taken away from us, right, that we really realize, oh God, like I don't have that that minor luxury uh, anymore. But I, I'm, I am curious, man. Like for you. Uh, what's the, you know, interpersonally, like, I know what you want for your life and yourself, but like, what do you, after, you know, the, the, your relationship that ended, what are you looking for when you're looking for relationships, you're looking for, you know, connections with other people? Do they have to have the prerequisites like that you require of yourself? Or are you more just interested in finding somebody that's chill and has a, you know, has a nice dumper? What, what's, what's your, what's your thing? Uh, I think I look at morality a lot, like, are, like I think scumminess, like, there's a lot of fraudulent people out there, and I think, like, <laughs> I really just don't care how dumb you are, how smart you are, because uh-huh. I can think of plenty of dumb people that I love, and plenty of smart people that I love, so there's, like, no prerequisites other than, like, don't be a fucking fraud or scumbag. The thing is, though, I very, yeah, I do have very, like, I think everybody's a fraud or a scumbag, to be honest. I think about it. Like, <laughs> when I say that, I'm Even thinking me? about it. I'm like, no, no, not you, not you. But there are, I was thinking about there are a lot of prerequisites. I, damn, I am kind of judgmental when I'm thinking in my head. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I mean. I like, try so, not to be, man. I try not to be. But well, that's the, that's, that was my point is, is that as long as you're trying to just be true to yourself, you know, we're, we're works in progress, all of us. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm more looking like, because, you know, I always fuck with you. I'm always like, yo, like, why don't you hit this chick up on Tinder? Like, why don't you? And it seems like you do kind of apply this moral code to even, like, relationships with women where you're just like, yeah, like, she's hot, but, like, th- this. Kind of satanic. 
<laughs> yeah, that's uh, you've you've said that before, and I and I know what you mean. But what, the I'm audience... not. I, I'm not even Christian. I'm not even Christian. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I don't know what I am, honestly. But like, when I say that, like, oh, they're satanic. I'm just like, you know what I'm saying, man. You're mm-hmm. just like, you're. It's the mother of your kids, bro. Like, what if you knock that bitch up? That's a mother. You do want like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, this... I, I know what you're saying, Brady. But but remember, I'm just I'm I'm talking to you right but now. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's I mean, yeah, these are. <laughs> in the moments, you know, things might change. So, but when, yeah. I look at, when I look at them like this, I'm, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think, um, <laughs> I, I think the satanic qualities that we find that are so prevalent in our, um, in our generation. I, I mean, where do you think they come from? Because you've been, you're, I would consider you not an extremely right, online when, guy, but you are very much a cultural anthropologist. Like, you know. When thing where things you know what's came funny from. when I, I was yeah. all right, I used to love like 4chan when I was really young and like and I was like 13 or whatever like super young and I've always been like an internet person like I've been engulfed in the in the meme world but like before memes are even a thing I used to post memes on the internet in the OG days all right now everybody posts memes I never post memes mm-hmm. but um uh anyways uh a lot of these girls. And like, dude, as the years have went on, and these girls are like, have gotten more and more on the internet. I mean, lo- I mean, look, look at girls now; they're absorbed <laughs> in meme culture. Like, look at this. Like, and I, like, I always felt like meme was were obscure, and now it's just like normie city. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, and they've well, become programmed. That's what I was gonna get at. Yeah, that was that's also where I want to go. Uh, you know, when, when you look at your Twitter, because I, I took a long break from Twitter, as you know. And then I got back on it, and the the purpose of Twitter seemed to have changed. Back when I would use Twitter in like high school and early college, it was everyone was joking around, like it was all just like jokes, like "ha ha, look at this." And then I got back on, and now it's like people want to tell me, you know, that I need to sign a petition to like you know not get dragged out of my house by you know Bill Gates. I don't know exactly how that where did where did that change happen? Because you've been on you've been on Twitter. That just like that's just the recent year of fucking all the propaganda and bullshit psyop that we've been going through. Like it's not even all this is just fake. Like they're gonna all forget about this shit in another year. Like so yeah, you're right though. Like a year ago though, two years ago it was all like memes. It was right. good entertainment. Now it's just like political entertainment, shitty opinions. Like I've definitely been straying away from Twitter for the past month. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like what what's going on over there that you feel like is programming? I feel like people are sna- people are now immersed in the internet like I was have always been, and like they've just they don't they've been it's terrible out there you know like the internet's a scary place like they're they're experiencing like trolls and people that like call you f- names like terrible name terrible things seeing terrible all the terrible things the internet has uh, like people dying literally I mean look look at people being literally um, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. desensitized to murder on the internet little we're having kids 12 year old kids but we're not going to get into that but we see murder all the time just little, yeah. and then you see things like pedophilia or you see not yeah. that you see pedophilia but you see like elite pedophilia like like kids are seeing this shit but now everybody's immersed in the internet this year in 2020 like it's different than any other year because of how immersed these people are now and i feel like the at the end of the day like most people I don't say they shouldn't be on the internet but like the deep things dark things i've seen on the internet and like some of the things like it's not meant for mm-hmm. th- these girls to see, but also besides them, it's not like they're seeing. All right, it's not like uh, they're seeing crazy, c- crazy beheading videos. But I'm saying like also now, now that they're in the internet, these marketers and all these big tech firms know 
that they're all over there and they know they can just program them i mean when, half these women have turned into vampires that are like that are <laughs> what do you literally mean by that what, what do you what do you mean by that brady uh they they think they're like I, I, I don't want to be arrogant. The man is the prize traditionally, okay? The woman, you don't get me wrong, the woman is a prize too. The woman is a prize too for the man. But, like, now the woman, a lot of women think it's like they can just, I mean, look at some of these role models and stuff. Like, they, they, they're the they're the shit. Everybody needs to focus on them. They're the people that, like, we should be living for them in a okay. way. Okay. Um, that's what I'm getting at. And they, they want yeah. all the attention and they want, like, they want this and that. And they'll, they'll cheat on you with the fucking. NBA All Star in the back if they have the opportunity, uh, uh, and like I don't know, they're just vampires for attention. Well, not every girl, not every girl. This is also tons of dudes that we can we can go on. A, yeah, there are guys, there are tons of guys. Yeah, that are like that as but well. But like this yeah. this programming, this vampirish yeah. programming yeah, has come from. Specific, you're talking specifically has about, come like, from yeah. this fake internet mm-hmm. environment that girls are now engulfed in. And girls have never been, I mean, like, this engulfed in the internet. And, yeah, they were engulfed in the internet, like, coming up. But, like, we're peaking. I mean, not peaking, but we're hitting new highs every single, like, every day, the amount of time these people are staring at this shit. And there's also, we're hitting new highs of these big tech firms just, like, knowing their power and propaganda tools, Mm -hmm. like, where they, they can really curate this shit and just know what, I don't know, like, just, like... Even I don't know liberal talk that's like feminism. I'm not against feminism or anything, but like they're just divisive. They're just things right, like yeah. that. I don't know. Right? Yeah. No. No. Just speak your mind, dude. You, you're not. There's no world where you're gonna get in trouble for talking on this podcast, man. It's like you, it's like bad to be a man now, and it's like uh, I don't mm. know. But but this we're just. I was just really coming into the programming part for women. I mean, there's programming in general though for the entire population for on most things. Like, what, what do you think is the ultimate goal of the programming? And, I, and this is why I wanted to kind of circle back into. Satanic. I mean, to not question. Mm. To just they want compliance. They just want this compliant world of. I, I don't want to get like right. wait just of people that don't question that believe science like science. You can't. I hate people who say believe science. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Believe your intuition, bro. Fuck science. Right. And yeah. There's things 50 years ago that scientists are wrong about. There's things that are scientists are wrong about now in 50 years, we'll say. Yeah, right? no, totally. There were scientists who in the 30s would sit around and talk about the shapes of skulls. So, I, you know, I, I can totally see where you're coming from. Um, but, uh, you know, I do want to segue now into kind of the, the, the best topic of this podcast, which is the new diet you've adopted. Um, I do want to know, first of all, how you got there, what you're doing and how you're feeling. So when I first got SIBO, SIBO is a really bad thing in your gut where the bacteria in your large intestine spills into your small intestine, which is above it, and um, it blocks. That bacteria is now not supposed to be there, so the food going into you is being blocked by this bacteria. Also, this bacteria is feeding off of that food. So a couple of things, you regurgitate a lot because it's like you're literally feeling full instantly. Like imagine not being able to swallow like all the way that easily. And, like, it was just a really bad time. For literally a year, it took me nine months to get a final or a real diagnosis to say I have SIBO. I didn't know what was wrong with me for so long, and it got progressively worse. And then eventually, when I, after I had that, that's when I took nutrition seriously. That's when I was like, all right, <clears throat> I, like, can't. I, I read about SIBO, and, like, it's, like, something that I don't know how I got it because it's really difficult. It's a new disease from, like, 2005 related to irritable, irritable bowel syndrome. Mm-hmm. But, um... Anyways, so I didn't know how I got it, but I, I realized I read that people who get it over and over, it's terrible for you. You can't take the drugs they give you. 
over and over. Like, it's just, it's terrible disease. So I was like, I can't get that again. Got to eat good. So from that that point on, I tried to eat what I thought was good food. I mean, it was just all it was. It was like an, an assortment of, you know, what, you know, like things that you think are decent, like smoothies and chicken and cheese and, and you know, uh, I don't want to try. You try going gluten-free for a little bit. I tried to go gluten-free for a little bit, but, like, I mean, just because I felt like, I felt like grains were, like, bad. I just feel like when I would overeat grains, there was something wrong. I feel like the boomer food pyramid was kind of lying to me. Mm -hmm. The boomer food pyramid. So let's break that down. Yeah, so once I realized the boomer food pyramid was kind of a scam, and I was like, I've been on this diet shit for a while, and it's not I'm on a diet, sorry. I'm just proactively not eating shitty food. That's it. That's really what it is. I'm proactively not eating the burgers and fries and stuff that's really what it came down to and i would try to try out my salad if i could or you know eat some sort of vegetable if i could but like really wasn't anything too crazy it wasn't anything that we could name but um but it, after that after a while now this has been about a month and a half i only eat raw foods like raw meat just raw that's the first thing is when i say i literally raw meat is is not a red flag we'll get into that later raw dairy raw eggs and the focus is on pretty much all raw food i have vegetable juices also like just by the way for people who think you don't get veggies and um i honestly feel great like it's i've been eating it for like a month now but Mm -hmm. um it it, and if just a disclaimer at the beginning and junus vonder planets if you want to look up this up and junus vonder planets that is the guy as the doctor who you can look up Tons of information. He has tons of information about this diet. And, uh, I mean, basically, I just buy, I mean, the more, I, I just bought raw goat kidney. And I've been, raw goat liver, and I've been eating it. And it's honestly, I mean, goat liver, or liver in general is a superfood. You'd be, you'd be surprised. It's like, fuck veganism. That's a man made fucking diet. Fuck that shit. All this, that's when I say fuck science. Like, what I'm doing is very against everything science. Like, they, we've been taught to not eat raw meat. It literally, you're not going to get a disease. It's such an astronomically small percent. It's literally like a disclaimer. Also, you just got to source your meat properly. Don't get Walmart meat. Like, just get, like, whole I get Whole Foods. You can get Wegman. You know, get your own grocery store. It doesn't matter what. As long as it's decent. And uh, try to get it, like, grass-fed or whatever. But, um, uh... I feel like once, I, once I've been on this, I have not had any... Even when I was off SIBO, but on this diet, I still felt the pains of feeling bad in some way off food, or like feeling like down, or feeling depressive, or in some way, or having a high, feeling too high, not even just low, like having highs, like caffeine, or like sweets. You'd have a lot more intense highs. And now with this raw diet, I'm very emotionally regulated, I feel like. Um, I also don't have any, my gut loves me i've never felt this in my life how much my gut has no problems and it's just like so clean feeling all the time and uh you can definitely i can definitely feel the effects more as times went on even off the rip though you i can feel a difference i mean i don't want to get too deep into it but the diet is is does a lot for anybody with any disease doesn't matter if you have SIBO or what or gut condition or what you you have any condition so look it up Raw primal diet. You say it's mostly like HIV patients, like stage four cancer. Like they're they're good for this, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, dude. That's what that's what he preaches in the in a lot of his Uh work is that like people with cancer should be doing 
doing these diets that uh-huh. people cancer shouldn't be like he he writes a lot about how chemotherapy and shit is like terrible and he says that like food is the is is a huge driver for cancer obviously but it's oh, also yeah. a huge driver for curing cancer but people don't they want to do the drugs it's it's, it's it, they make more money keeping you in locked up in chemotherapy or just you know not locked up but not being able to just buying their drugs and not really recovering mm-hmm. and uh, i don't know so a lot of his theses are like us saying that we haven't really looked into enough science of like trying to um not use drugs and use food instead because literally it doesn't make sense for the pharmaceutical company to ever let that happen they like i mean right. i'm not gonna get too conspiratorial we could say that they literally want you to kind of be sick and not have healthy food that way you're literally buying their drugs for life in a way like that wouldn't be beneficial for them to for any of this for what i'm saying to be true and public information yeah, well, uh, you know, you definitely have a point there. Uh, so you would uh, you would say overall, at this point in your life, you've embraced a lot of sort of off the beaten path sort of you know lifestyles, and uh, you know, looking forward, you, you see yourself kind of sticking to this. You see yourself, you know, never having a nine to five, eating raw meat, like doing this till the wheels fall off. This is kind of this is your thing now. Yeah, I mean, this is what I'll just keep going and doing because I definitely I can intuitively feel this is the most natural, best diet I have. Also, what I'm doing with myself, yeah, I got to figure out a path. I mean, low key, like, yeah, I got, I gotta, I hope. I mean, I just hope I can't. I, I hope that I can figure out a way. I just mm-hmm. keep trying to dig to the other side. So I think in my head <laughs> over mm-hmm. and over. I'm like, I, I feel like I look back and there's a tunnel of blackness. I'm like, you can't even. I don't want to turn back either. I don't want to at all. My, there's nothing that's driving me on my body. I just like just keep digging I, and i will figure out a more a better path because i know there are people out there that can do it so yeah i hope this is what i can do but in a more efficient better manner down the line i don't want to do that nine to five thing and and maybe i will later in my life i'll be like i want to work for these guys nine to five but i mean who knows i don't really know if i want to change it up at that point right right anymore. Right. Um, so uh, we. This has been a pretty serious one. Um, did you Did you want to get more into you know funnier stuff or or did you kind of want this to be more of a? And I like this. This is good. This really presents you in a very legitimate way. I'm happy that you that you, that you did it. Um, you're good you, with the questions. I don't. I'm trying to think of questions, but mm-hmm. I'm down. To, I'm down to go either way, bro. Okay. Great. Great. I just. Flip, I'm just like talking. Yeah, no, and I, and I like how forthcoming you've been. This has been great. Um, so I do want to transition. Um, let's talk about popping pussy. Uh, Brady, you know, for you, um, what has kind of been sort of the ongoing theme of kind of, you know, the girls you, you, you've talked to prior to your relationship, right, prior to your relationship? Let's just talk about some of the hookups. I used to topics. love. I used to love what I would refer to now as that satanic shit. <laughs> okay, you like satanic not, shit? Not so really, but like yeah. I didn't actually like Satan. But like when I would just like we're just going off what I said earlier. Like I would like girls more that. No, no, no. That's a lie. Because the girls I even got. That's just the girls I was attracted to more. Now I think about it. I didn't even. I didn't what kind of girl, what satanic kind of, type girls? What, what kind of girl? What does that mean? Like, what what were their lifestyles? What, what, Why do I keep saying satanic? Not even like that. Just <laughs> just when I say that, I just mean like just 
just wor- worse quality. You know what I mean? No, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't. We, the, the like, not nah, worse quality. I don't want to roast people. I don't want to roast people listening. <laughs> no, just describe a girl. It doesn't necessarily no, need to dude. be. All right, anyway. Well, I liked rave bitches. All right, I'll just say okay, that. I love okay. rave bitches. That's a good example. Yeah. Okay, can, rave girls. Can, okay. Rave okay. girls. Saw, like, and those girls <laughs> yeah. got, lots of, got lots of issues with them, let me tell you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I got to nip that in the bud. So when you were back when you were a DJ, and we talked about this in the first episode um, with with you, uh, but when you were a DJ uh, back in DC, you, you were you were getting a lot of play. Was it like I mean, when, when that was going on, were you did you, were you still in this mind state where you were like, hey, they still have to, they should at least be like moral in some in some way, or did you just not? Uh, nah, I mean, definitely. Back, I mean, it stemmed from like in high school. It all started with the pe- the, the, the dudes flexing their body count some, on some gross shit. They were like, <laughs> they were like, yeah, dude, I'm at this number. And I was like, damn. So like at first, it all started with that bullshit on high school, and then um, you just try to get your number up. But then yeah, as time goes on, you're just kind of you get older and wiser, and you're like, yeah, you get the quality matters more mm. than the quantity. And even then, it wasn't insane, but like, uh, you know, you take what you could get more. And, like now. <laughs> Now it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, now I have more qualifications in my head, but not that anything has really changed since Corona started. Mm-hmm. What about like like back back in the Tinder days? What was there a particular like was that still the take what you can get days, or were you just kind of yeah? Like, I mean, yeah. yeah. There's one. There's one explosive device. Yeah, that well, that well, we, Tinder that I'll never talk. No, that was a terrible time. Never if talk you, about that. If you could just please, please for the audience, bro. Sake. It's like too. It's too. Gr- you can graphic. change things, change things around. Change I things. Around. I mean, bro. But the the essence of the. <laughs> I know what it is. You can tell the story, Brady. It's hilarious. <sighs> okay, guys. <sighs> please, please, we're all waiting at the edge of our seats right now. All right, so I matched this girl on Tinder, realized she's DTF quickly. She's obviously, you know, it's kind of harder to see how she looks, so you're just hoping for the best. You're like, eh, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're like she could be. She could be. Yeah. She might be all right. This might be the worst thing I've ever done, but it also, you know, this doesn't look that bad right here. And mm-hmm. then um, one of those, so I go pick her up, and it's immediately I pick her up, and it's over. Like I already, I'm like, dude, it's over. I'm like, what am I? What have, what have I gotten myself into? It's over. Is in what way? Like she's just not what, what not what you thought she was. Yeah, then definitely, yeah, not what I thought she was. Uh huh. I can't believe. I immediately was just heartbroken. Not heartbroken, but just like, damn. <laughs> I can't believe this is about to happen. But at that point, bro, I was like, well, we made it this far, so it's over. Like it, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. It's over. Like. You one, it's over. You look at her. You're like, God damn it, it's over. And then two, you're like, you're gonna do what you're gonna do. Yeah, you're, yeah. You know, this is the difference between men and women. Like, if I feel like if if it were a woman and and, and they've been catfished that hard, they probably wouldn't have gotten in the car. But a guy, when you get catfished that hard, you you literally are just like, well, I've lost this round. That means now I have to do this. Like it's done. Like like you can't like you can't go back once you're already there. Like it's done. Yeah. So but 15 yeah, minute drive back to my house. Yeah, and the worst experience in my life about to happen. So I, I literally, start, luckily she knows, and she mm-hmm. doesn't even make me kiss her, which is the one of the weirdest hookups of my life. Didn't even kiss this bitch. Didn't even <laughs> kiss her. Like, what is that? 
What is? I was so happy. Oh my god! Like okay. what the hell? Only bitch in my life I didn't kiss, and then like I can't believe it. Yes. And anyways, so I fucking the only young lady you never kissed. Yeah. All right, this is where it gets a little graphic. Uh-huh. More graphic here, guys. Um, it's okay. This I'm is not sitting for down. Kids. Let me give this you. Is... Let me give you. The, I'm sitting on my gamer chair. Like you got. Yeah. You got the two plastic arms, or you actually I was using my arms. And I'm sitting there, and I think, and my pants are off. I think my boxers are off, and mm. um, her pants mm-hmm. are on. Actually, she has like jeans on, like black jeans. I remember this; they're like rugged. Mm. My uh, my dick is out and mm. and up there, and she mm. comes in there like a fucking cement block, and just sits on my dick mm-hmm. and snaps it in half. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. When I say I snap it in half, bro, like this mm-hmm. is where it gets terrible. I literally get a thing called Perion's disease off of this. She literally breaks it. I literally yell. I, I don't only yell too hard, but I was like, I, I literally push her off me because I'm like, oh my god, it literally feels like just pain. So after mm-hmm. that, I'm like, I try to shake it off. I think I have like a. I don't even know. I like try. I'm like, well, I'm in the moment. I'm like, all right, I gotta fuck this bitch at this point so i try to recover I'm like oh yeah i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine so i have like the worst sex i've ever had in my entire life remember this is the one of the few times where i'm like thinking they're like god damn it get it together and just get it over with like finish and i couldn't i couldn't mm-hmm. i also just broke my dick so after that i end up i end up fucking her it's terrible absolutely mm-hmm. terrible time i end up taking her home mm-hmm. and i end up having to look up on the internet that i literally have da- tissue damage to my dick and it takes months to repair that shit how and many worst, months? Dude, it just took eight months probably for me to fully recover. Like, Jesus. I couldn't, bro, imagine, it was really like a ring around my dick, and like, when I touched it, it hurt. Like, I couldn't beat off for months at first. Like, I mean, I, I literally, yeah, like, I, that's, it, uh, it was the most painful, like, didn't hurt actively nonstop, but like, it was definitely like, it was a progression of like, not feeling anymore. And especially when I had it, I was kind of scared that I would have it forever, you know? Like, I didn't know. Jesus what the fuck Jeez. was wrong and that shit was yeah. terrible and and did that kind of just end t- tinder for you you were just pretty much done yeah that was that was the last time i ever stoop low like yeah. i've ever th- i've thought about stooping low before but i also was like all right there's lots of terrible time terrible things that come with that yeah, yeah so yeah. we're never gonna do that again yeah so for those of you who are like satanic's kind of a strong word no the story that brady just told me is a story from <laughs> It is a story That's from not hell. Satanic, but like, yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying that is satanic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that is a story from hell. That's like if you open up a tome, like an old demon tome, and like you read like old fucking like Sanskrit. That they describe that exact thing is. Well, my biggest thing now hell. too. Before yeah. I used to not think I could just knock up a bitch. I'd have no fear. I'm like, you know, whatever. But yeah. now I'm like, dude, what if you knock a girl up? I'm like, mm-hmm. the wrong girl, like the wrong girl. It's over. Like, mm-hmm. that's your life. Yeah, your that's life. your life. Yeah, you but child. Of people have done that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And I was like, that's why now I'm like, damn, you gotta have somebody you can trust or like somebody respectable enough to where like, if mm-hmm. that even happened, I wouldn't hate myself. <laughs> like, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're all getting to that age, man. I think, uh, you know, even for me, like, there is just no place in my heart for you know, fly by night uh once in a while girls like i mean you know i'll still i'll still move one I'll out probably i will yeah 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 that's what i'm saying yeah. i don't think i would if the opportunity presents itself as a man i just feel like i would never deny it but i'm not like as inclined yeah. no yeah 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 put myself in situations like that constantly yeah when when i think about the just the, the horrifying situations i put myself in or not even horrifying but just 
also just sort of like, like wasn't even the, worth it you're like why out the what way did I yeah. do or just be going out the way for something or listening to somebody you don't ever want to talk to again for the rest of your life just to get some pussy like yeah yeah, a lot, yeah yeah there, yeah yeah there there are a lot of silent pain that you know us men go through but anyways um i think we're going to wrap this up here uh um but uh brady we're we're going to definitely have you on for the halloween spooktacular um as well as some other episodes coming up so guys i hope you like this episode with brady robinson himself hope you guys learned some things learned some things to do and not to do otherwise um i love you all you're all gorgeous people i'm sure in your heart and uh except jesus christ you know he's there waiting for you and um he will come to you if you come to him all right bye bye